All right, this ain't Rocket Science People, episode 77. I have Miss Joelle Phillips with me tonight. How are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I thought there was a delay for a second. I know what was going on there. You all right over there? I'm great. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Now, listen, only for the real ones, man. If you really fuck with us, man, if you really bang with us from the early days of the podcast, then you remember Miss Joelle. Um, I'm talking episodes like 30, 31, like all up and through there. You know what I'm saying? So here we are today. So I appreciate you for jumping out with the boy. Yes. So glad to be back. Listen, we, we appreciate you having you. And if you don't know people, we just left happy hour not too long ago. Um, ran mm-hmm. into Miss Joelle in Center City, um, broke bread. And I said, listen, we got to do this tonight. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So as always... I, I want to kick the show off on a positive note, all right? And for you, I need you to say something positive, because I know you travel a lot. Um, we, we actually spoke about, you know, a couple of solo trips you took. So for you, I need you to say something positive about a travel partner who has no money. What? I need you. Come on, let's, let's be positive. Let's start the show off on a good note. Positive travel person that has no money. That's not... Uh, let's, oh, let's be positive. Okay. I need right. I need something positive. Speak highly of a travel partner who funds may be lacking. Mm. Everybody deserves a break. That's the best I got. I'm sorry. Okay. Everybody deserves Everybody. a vacation. Everybody deserves a break. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, okay, so I literally just took a trip. Like, I came back seven days ago. No one could come with me. And why is that? I went alone. Like, I went alone. Like, there is nothing fun about going on a trip with a person that's, it's it's not fun. I've been the broke person on a trip, stressing (laughs) about, you know, my funds and, like, how overdraft fees were going to work once the weekend was over. Like, it's not fun. <laughs> so at this age, do you prefer to go on a trip by, by yourself? Because I know you just said you came back from Denver and you were out yeah. there alone. So all in all, you, you actually prefer to go on a trip alone. Yeah. Then if you don't have no money, that's fine. I'll go by myself. Like, it, like people, their schedules, their wallets don't dictate what I do. Like, the fun I have. Right, right. So I wanted to go to this concert and none of my friends could go. It was a last minute thing, which I totally get. And a lot of them have kids. Right, right. And the ones that don't have kids don't have the money. So it's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, let me, but but in general, would you prefer to have a travel partner? Like, and no. they have the funds. Oh, so you, no. oh, so, so you rather, you rather just go alone anyway. I'd rather go alone. I mean, a, a, a travel partner that is equally yoked with me, it's like, it's great. But at the same time, if we're, we're not on the same, like, level, like, financially, freedom-wise, then it, it doesn't really work. It's, it's tough it for you to find a compatible partner when it comes to traveling, huh? Yeah, it really is. Like, I mean, unless it's like, like my girls, cool. My girls were always on the same, always on the same. Like my, my guy friends, like my niggas is like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, why? 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 Like one of my closest friends, like he'll call me when I land somewhere and be like, where are you at? All right, I'll be here. I'm huh? <laughs> I've done that. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta just crash the party. Y'all man. do do that. Y'all do that. Yeah, <laughs> Men I... will do that. No. Yeah. 
Last minute. All right, so let, let's get into it. People, if you don't know, Miss Joelle Phillips is a world-renowned um, makeup artist. Renowned. Yeah, you were renowned. Okay. So okay. makes my show seem a little better if I say that. But no, seriously, I'll just decide. Super heavy in, in the makeup game. And I, I just want to start, before we get into the, the, the makeup conversation and how you guys started and all that good stuff, I want to start I want I want to start talking about where you are right now. So talk about the company you are the CEO of, uh, the founder of, the creator of. Um, she's embarrassed to be. I am. I'm, I, okay. The titles like make me uncomfortable because I'm very like reserved. I'm very like quiet. I move right, very right. quietly. But um, I am the creator, founder, all that stuff that you said, sir. Thank you. Of um, Oh My Glow Cosmetics. Um, we have glowing products, um, eyeshadows, highlighters, uh, serums and stuff like that. Uh, we're growing. Um, let's see what else. Um, we're, we're pretty global at this point. Like we're sold, uh, we ship worldwide, but, um, recently, um, we're now in stores in LA. We're in a store in Australia. We're in, we're looking to, uh, cross the further into, um, the, the UK. So yeah, I've been featured think? in lots of, uh, lots of, um, I've graced the inside of a lot of celebrity MUA's kits. I'm very fortunate. Um, one makeup artist actually used uh, my products on, um, Cynthia Bailey's wedding. So that was okay. a pretty exciting write up. We made it to the set of uh, Beyonce set. <laughs> that was, that was very humbling and exciting um but yeah so you're you, strong so yeah so in the bio on your instagram page listen people i'm not gonna say that like I, i've done like deep research okay so in the bio you're talking about the hydrate and glow mist so is that like mm-hmm. what is that is that the base of the product is that what the product does um basically it's this stuff it's the first product that i created it's a glow mist we have in a few different shades here um yeah, it's just uh, it's a vegan glow product. Men now, and women alike can just spray their face with it, and it gives them a glow to their right skin. Now. And now, I remember a couple of years ago, you went viral with the glow <laughs> mist. Now, is this the glow mist that 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 launched it? That launched the uh, this? The yes, yes. That was a a beauty hack that I made. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically took a bottle of um, Fix Plus. And I had a bunch of pigments lying around my um, my mom's house because I was doing makeup for the first time. And I um, just discovered this hack through a mutual friend. But uh, I noticed that the colors weren't working on women of color mm-hmm. or weren't working un- well enough for women of deeper skin tone. So um, I just started mixing stuff. Like I just... This was playing with pigments and colors and tones and different bottles. And um, I made a video... And I posted to Instagram and it went viral. Right. <laughs> and people from that, people were asking me like, Hey, do you sell this? Hey, could I pay you to make some for me? And it just turned into like a business from there. Right. So what was the first step? So after it went crazy and you realized, you know, it, it really worked. Like, did you have to like take these ingredients, get them licensed or like patented? Like, like how, how does that work? Um, okay. I tried to get them patented, which that didn't work out, but I did get, um, trademarked so that's that's just just as well 
Um, so my name is trademarks, um, my idea, stuff like that under the umbrella of my, of my company name. Um, I just did research, you know, I wanted to see how I could make a product better because, you know, Fix Plus has been around forever, but, um, it's not vegan. It's not alcohol free. It's kind of, uh, not gentle on the skin. So I just wanted to, I just did some research and looked into, um, ways to make it myself and be more, um, efficient, you know, better for people's skin. Um, cause especially black skin, cause our skin is different. Our skin is just, it just moves differently. And, um, lots of people are more health conscious about products and things that they put onto their skin. So I wanted, I knew it had to be vegan. I knew it just had to be something good. Right. So of, of course it went crazy on Instagram and it went viral, but when did you know it actually worked? I mean, I, I would imagine you would have known before. It, it made I it mean, it's something that I'd always used. It's something that I always did. So it wasn't anything new per se. I assumed at the time that everybody was doing it. Oh, okay. Um, I just assumed like everybody, like especially makeup artists, this was a hack that like everybody did. So when I discovered that that just wasn't true, you know, people were just, um, didn't know that this was something that could be made readily available to them. That's what I was like, okay, how can I make it a little bit different? I made different colors. That's the thing that I think set me apart is that I made colors that complemented undertone of different skin tones, uh, of different, uh, ethnicities. I'm sorry. Like one, our skin isn't, one size fit all. So I, I'm black, but I have gold undertones. So I need to find a spray that's going to enhance that undertone. You could still be black and have red undertones. So there is a spray that'll enhance that undertone, stuff like that. Yeah. This should sound like science, science to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so once you um got it, well, once you got it trademarked and, and, it, and it's yours, what was the next process? Was it to try to like get into the stores or, Honestly, I just was just going with it. I didn't have an idea of like, do I want this in stores or do I, what do I want? I just was like, well, this is, oh my glow was an accident. It was a happy blessing. It was a complete and total accident. I did not know what I was doing when I started. I, I have an idea of what I want now, but at the time, um, when something like this happens, like you, you don't have a plan, you just kind of got to like feel it out. I never had a dream of making my own cosmetics company. I never, it wasn't anything I aspired to do. It's just something that kind of happened to me. Mm -hmm. And it just, it really showed me what, one, what I was made of and two, how to actually um, make a business from start to finish, how to make a product. Like learning the business aspect of it is still pretty new, but um, the time that we're in now is, is amazing for, especially for black women to uh, create their own in-house brands. We're seeing it everywhere. So when, when you talk about starting the business from, from beginning to end, and now that you have this product, what was the first step? The first step for me was um, getting the shades down, like understand, like what, which, how many shades do I want? Mm -hmm. Okay. I had to pick that come up with names had to pick that but i didn't have a name i didn't have a name of the brand yet i didn't have a logo so i asked two friends to help figure that out one friend came up with the name other friend came up with the logo and i was like okay great all right cool because i'm like i'm not a graphic designer i'm not i'm not a creative that way when it comes to names so i just started um 
like I just want to play in makeup. That's like my favorite thing. I just want to play in the pigments. So I, you know, did research into pigment companies like in cosmetics. So I ordered a bunch of different colors and I just started swatching and playing like I had done with, with the, the hack before. And I came across five really pretty shades at the time. And I'm like, okay, this is it. These are the, these are the five that I have. So I started off with the big bottle. I had my pricing done. I had to figure out how to make a website. Didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I have, a, I have a background in photography. So I was able to take all my own photos. I took all right. my photos in my mother's living room, all the beauty shots, all the product shots. I like, you know, did it all myself. And the funny thing is, is that um, looking back, I didn't know what I was doing, but I started Oh My Glow. I had the idea that it went viral and the website launched three months time. So it was like a huge blur. Like I don't remember. I didn't sleep those three months. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't even know what I did. Like, did I work? Did I eat? Did I sleep? I don't remember those three months at all. All right. So we got the recipe, right? And then you went to mama crib. So when you mm-hmm. first started out, because I know at dinner you said you got people that work for you now, but when we first started out, were you chopping and bagging it all yourself at the crib? Like, were you actually... Oh, yeah. I still do make this myself. I still make it myself. I just don't, you know... But back then, oh, yeah. I measured everything. I poured everything. I closed the bottles. I still do all of those things to this day. Okay. But um, it was it was way more interesting back then. I had to, like, put my own labels on by hand. I had, like, stickers. It was so ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, personal um, touch. That's what they call it. Right. <laughs> I had to answer emails myself. I had to, you know, be customer service. I had to ship everything myself. I had, I was doing all of these things and the company was growing just so quickly. It was it was really scary at first because I didn't know I didn't know how to handle it. So but now you are in retail stores, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm in um, Namie's, which is a big makeup beauty supply in LA. We uh, we just uh, brought in products. When was that? September. So yeah. So, so was that the, so, so how did it feel uh, to make that connection to get a, to actually get your product on somebody's shelf? That one was great because they were specifically looking for um, black owned cosmetics companies. They were specifically seeking them out. And I was no, I was contacted to say, hey, there are only four spots or three spots. And I just reached out. And because a lot of MUAs use my products in their kit and a lot of them live in L.A., it wasn't it wasn't very a hard, a huge, hard sell. Right, right, right. That was fine. All right. So let, let's take it back. So before um, Oh My Glow, mm-hmm. that's how it's pronounced correct. So mm-hmm. before we got into Oh My Glow, let's take it back to you, how you and I first connected. So I, I believe I was doing uh, photography for Phil, for Human Alien, shout out to mm-hmm. the voice Phil, and you were just the makeup artist. Doing makeup. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So how did you get in, how did you get into makeup uh, in the beginning? Um, photography, actually. I have my degree in photography. It was portraiture and beauty major. Um, you know, sometimes you couldn't get a makeup artist or they just wouldn't show up. And I always loved makeup, even in like school, I would read books or play makeup even when I was a kid. So I already really had a a passion for makeup even back then. And, um, so when I, I left photography and transitioned over to makeup, it was, it was pretty seamless. It wasn't very hard for me. 
No, that, that definitely makes sense. And, and the reason I'm asking about like like your background in the beginning is because when you start talking about the different pigments and, and mixing up all that stuff, I was wondering like is this type is this some type of like formal education that comes along with that? Like, or is it just a touch? Is it just an eye? I, it's a little bit of both. I mean, I I learned. I definitely studied color theory and lighting, and I just see light and I see reflection and pigments a little bit differently. Like I see. Um, when I see a photo setup, when I see like the actual setup of a photo, I'm looking at how the light bounces off the skin, how it hits the subject. I'm looking at if the lighting is too warm, too cool. I'm looking to see the direction, like the sort, the light source. I'm looking at all of those things. And I'm in my brain, I'm seeing what I like and what I can fix. It's, it's definitely a touch. It's definitely a touch. Yeah. It's definitely a eye. Well, let me ask you this, because I'm a, I'm a regular dude, right? And I'm I'm walking down the street. In my opinion, in my you know amateur eye, I feel like there's certain makeup for certain places, right? Yeah. If I'm just walking down the street, you walking down the street, maybe it's okay. Listen, I'm okay with makeup. You feel me? I ain't got no problem with makeup. Some people out there got a big problem with makeup. But when I do got a problem... I just feel like maybe the makeup not matching the environment, right? So okay. would, would you agree that there's like a certain makeup you would wear every day, maybe to work? Oh, yeah. Opposed to where you would wear to like a wedding? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, but everybody's different and everybody has, um, here's the thing. Not everybody wants to make the investment in hiring an artist to help them learn makeup or actually do makeup for an event. Myself personally, like I do a lot of makeup for people who are attending weddings because they don't want to do it themselves, don't know how. And that's the best thing is to hire someone when you have a special event, mm -hmm. especially if you don't know what you're doing. Now, everyday makeup, again, I think it should be taught and you not try to figure it out on your own. Because when you listen to uh, what's going on in, um, with social media is a lot of people who don't know makeup are listening to people who are not professionals and it really fucks shit up. The blind leading the I, blind. <laughs> it really, it, it really is the blind leading the blind. And it's like, I, I mean, I'm on social media all the time and I'm watching these influencers tell regular, regular, schnegular how to do their makeup. And I'm like, what are you, uh, the shit that I see on TikTok? Sometimes I just want to peel back my skin well, let me ask you this. So what will be the difference between, like you said, not even, not even if you're the bride, but if you're, if you're attending a wedding versus mm -hmm. walking down the street, like, is it, is it mm. like how dramatic it is? Like, is it how caked up it is? Cause me and my man, it G, be, it, be cake face. Like <laughs> it, it depends on the environment. Everybody, like not everybody gets married outside. Not everybody gets married in a church. Not, it just depends. Not every wedding is black tie. So these are questions every, you ask before you go in. Right. Like, where are you going? What does it just look like? Okay. So, okay. It's Monday. I had uh, uh, two women that were attending weddings, two very different weddings on Saturday. Mm -hmm. First young lady, the wedding was indoor and it was evening. She had a very simple uh, mauve gown on and all she wanted was her eyes to pop because they were blue. I don't have to do anything but line them with liner and put on a good lash with that. I just just need to make sure her skin is good and just 
just make sure that the makeup complements what she's wearing. And the mm-hmm. other young lady, she was going to a black tie wedding. That's a little bit more glam. Like, I believe the back of her dress was completely out. So she was more of like full glam, the big lashes, the the shiny lids, the the full lip, like that kind of gla- that kind of look. It differentiates from event to person. So everybody is different. Now, when it comes to everyday makeup, listen, we're in COVID. Why the fuck is any of us wearing makeup? Is <laughs> beyond me. Like, are we still in COVID? I mean, I don't know about you. I had the shit. So, yeah. <laughs> I had it. So, to me, yeah. You ain't playing around, huh? <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> yes, I guess. You know what it also might be? I think, say, for example, you do somebody makeup on Saturday. And you do mm-hmm. such a great job and they go to the wedding and they have a good time. I think the problem is the next day on that Sunday is when I see them just walking down the street. Okay. And they kept that I shit mean, on their face. <laughs> I, that, is, that is not my business. Like, I always said, like, wash your face. And, you know, some people love to keep makeup on for the weekend. And I've seen that. I've, I've seen, like, girls pay to get their makeup done Friday and have a whole weekend plan and keep that shit on until Sunday night. No, and then wonder why their skin is screaming by Monday morning. So you you highly advise against that in your professional opinion. <laughs> no one should be sleeping in makeup, not on purpose. <laughs> sleeping, sleeping like they're in a goddamn coffin. Right? Like, why are you sleeping in it? Like, just wash it off. If you want, I can I can teach you how to do your makeup so you always look good. But please, just wash your face right. and your brushes. Watch uh, them. That's a that's a major key. I, yeah, I actually seen. Yeah, that's a major key. I think I seen that in one of your posts, encouraging people to wash to wash their brushes. Yeah. But but you mentioned um how you can teach them. So you also offer that. Yes, I do uh, virtual lessons and hands on as well. So I mean, so let's say, so what are you actually offering in, in a virtual lesson? Are you just? It depends. Like sometimes I'll have like a pro who wants to learn how to do pro makeup for a specific genre, like bridal or special events. And then you'll have an everyday woman who's, who works every day career, but she wants to do her makeup on a regular basis and like feel good about her makeup and feel good about herself. Um, and sometimes they need help. Like don't know what brushes to buy. Don't know what foundations to get. Like I had uh, one student today did not get the right foundation for herself. And, you know, it happens like we're in COVID. We're not allowed to swatch anymore in the store. So, you know, you just need a little guidance, guide in the right direction. So give her a couple of names, a couple of shades, um, teach them how to put on, like women struggle with putting on false lashes. They really, truly do. And when I teach them how to do it correctly, because again, social media makes everything complicated, they feel better. Right, right. Like, oh my God, that wasn't that hard. Oh my God, I, I love the way they look. Oh my God, I, I, I figured it out. It's not that hard. Yeah, all you have to do is just make the investment. That's all. So are these classes personal or do you teach them in a group setting or? No, I do one-on-ones. Like if I were to do a class, which I probably will do because I know I'm going to be asked. <laughs> I probably will do like a class of maybe 20, 25 people in a Zoom. Now I'm done I've done hands-on. I just, I love hands-on, but again, we're in COVID, so it's going to be pretty difficult to do that. But um, with one-on-ones, a little bit more personal, I can answer questions. I can 
really help guide. Right. So you didn't went from, <clears throat> like I said, you started in photography, you started doing makeup and makeup is where you like really started. Like your career started to take off. And from that, you started your, Oh my glow business. Right. And now you're teaching. Are there any other side hustles you can spin out of just being a good makeup artist? Is there anything else you're working on? I actually do teach people who want to start their own um, home-based business, how to com- start it from completion. I call it, uh, it's called concept to creation. Um, a lot of, um, when I started Oh My Glow, it kind of like put me into a depression. Like I, I was really, really, really depressed for like the About first what? year because I didn't know what I was doing. And I was scared all the time. I was always second guessing what I was doing. And I'm, I bootstrapped. Oh my glow. I didn't have any money. I had to, I had to borrow it from my mother's retirement. I had to deplete all my funds. I had to like really, really hustle to get it started. And I didn't know it's what I, I didn't know what I was doing. I just did it because of a viral video and a demand. So I had to like go out on faith. How much would you say your initial investment was? Oh my God. When I started on my glow, I borrowed twelve thousand dollars from my mother. Okay. I borrowed them. Yeah. It was you a lot of money. Back yet? <laughs> uh, and then some. <laughs> <laughs> Mama. I moved out of her house. <laughs> Mama said with the tax on a year. <laughs> <laughs> I moved out of her house. But yes. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm sure she yes. appreciated that. <laughs> um yeah, starting starting concept to creation was to was basically the help that I wish I had when I started. I didn't have anyone t- telling me do this, don't do that. Right. I didn't have anyone saying, "Hey, go to this person for this service. Don't go to this person or do this to make your life easier when dealing with customers." I didn't have any type of roadmap. So I, I started concept to creation to really help people not struggle like I did. So now is this for any business? Do you feel like you can help? If it's a physical product? Yes. If it's a service, I really don't think concept to creation is for you, but if you're making anything by hand or if you're, um, sourcing, packaging for uh, a, a product that you don't make by hand and you need to figure out how do I find reputable um, manufacturers for packaging? Yes. Concept creation is how I help you. Like I tell people how to get their designs right before paying for um, final products. I teach people how to, um, to mathematically keep track of their cost of goods. So it, it, it if, doesn't affect their price point or doesn't affect their um, profit margins. Mm-hmm. I'll teach, I teach people um, the importance of doing one item at a time instead of trying to do many at once. Like I did, like you got to like get one done, move on to the next. I just, mm-hmm. I go through all of those things. Yeah. It sounds like you're making it for your clients. You're making it like more efficient for them as they start their business. Um, mm-hmm. Did you take any L's as, as your as your product launched? Like, do you feel like you wasted a lot of money? You do feel like you wasted a lot of money? I wouldn't say I know? wasted money. I really don't think I would say I wasted a lot of money. I didn't. Um, I would say that there were so many tears. <laughs> there were a lot of L's. 
lot of horror stories. Um, the time my bottles got stuck in customs. Uh. The time my uh, my bank lost a fourteen thousand dollar check when I was on vacation to my manufacturer. Uh, the time that my bottle filling company fucked up 3000 bottles and I had to open all of them by hand and add pigment into them before they went to an event that I was doing wow. was that there were, there was, a t- Oh God, there was the, the time that, um, my bottles, the, the glass bottles I ordered from another company, they sat on a boat for four, three and a half months. Damn. It was that. Uh, this is lots of things. Stop some of the games. And I like to ask people, you know, I, like, I, like, I like to hear people's testimonies. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody always talking about the highs. Um, so I always like to hear people, you know, the hurdles and, and, and the L's that they took on the way to getting where they are. But since you already shared those without me asking, what are some of the wins? Like, what are some of the shocking things, um, some of the wins that you've gotten uh, throughout your time? There was the, okay, so after Oh My Glow launched, I'm just focused on getting the orders out and making the products. I want to say a year later, a little over a year later, Mac drops theirs. Everybody's pissed. But me, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm working on this right now. I can only focus on one thing at a time. And it got so bad, the, the comments and the, the backlash got so bad. I got contacted by Teen Vogue, Essence. Uh, oh, man. Teen Vogue, Essence. Oh, shoot. Uh, Hello Gorgeous. Uh, uh, Reader's Digest. Like All of these magazines and big outlets were like, hey, you got a comment? And I'm like, so Mac, you feel like Mac actually targeted you specifically and made exactly what you already had on the market? Absolutely. Like everybody was like, they copied you because it was blatant. It was, it was, I, I, I wouldn't say the, the shades were the exact same, which is why I didn't really care. But the premise was obviously. So what was your comment to these outlets? I didn't say, um, well, I said at the time, because the, the, the articles are still there. The ones from um, Teen Vogue and Essence, they're all there. Um, basically, I said it would have been nice if they would have just reached out because I would have sold. Of course. My branch, I would have sold my branch out, or I would have um, collabed and op- would have loved to have been a consultant because Mac could have used the help. Right. In my opinion, I would have loved to have just been asked and not taken from. Right. But over the years, lots of companies took took what I did and brought it to their brand. Lots of lots of companies have done now, it. Now, is there anything you did about that? Was there anything legal you could do, or did they ever reach out? No, I do have a I do have legal counsel on one company specifically. So we'll still we'll see in the future what happens with that. Like I don't really want to say too much on that and my lawyer be like, bitch, shut up. You gotta stop the same rocket science. You can see what you want here. Like like well, just I quick question like, before, I you, before you I know you said you can't comment on that, but is that because one of those a company flat out stole from you as well or they contacted someone that I was affiliated with and asked them. Oh they tried to slide right. through the back door. Yeah, so, I'm just saying that. 
They they did not, but they Ooh. told me what happened. Ooh, okay. All right. They did not. But he was like, here's the screenshots, girl. And I said, like, thank you. Loyalty. <laughs> yes, thank you. This is what happens when you're a decent person. <laughs> nah, nah, that's what's up. That's what's up. So what's the next steps for you? Like, what are, what are goals? What do you see in the future? What's the next steps? The next step is to launch new products this year. Yay. Uh, fingers crossed for the PPP loan. <laughs> You know what? All right, listen, let me hold on. Let me just say this right now. All right. So we at, like I said, we were just at happy hour, right? And for mm-hmm. the people that ain't in my city, but it's probably going on in every urban city right now, you know, we're in Philly. People getting locked up left and right for the PPP. All right. Mm-hmm. So while, while we at um, while we at the happy hour, we chilling, me just flippantly say to Joelle, like, so did you you fill out for that PPP? She was like, hell yeah. I did. Absolutely. But listen, go ahead and say, tell her why you're mad at anybody else. I mean, because where's tape that I need it? Don't steal it. I will hire you. I will give you a job. You do not have to steal tens of thousands of dollars to do what with it? I would feel, I would feel understanding if the people that took this money used it in a way that makes financial sense. Like, don't take it and then piss it through on Balenciaga. That's financial sense. A Tesla. That's financial sense to a real nigga. No, it's not. <laughs> Putting it in cryptocurrency. That's financial sense. Buying a building, renovating it, and re- renting it out. That right. is financial. Right. That that's- makes more financial sense. But you have people in Atlanta, here, Chicago, parts of Miami, literally taking, lying about having businesses. Stealing all of this money that could really benefit us little guys over here that don't get the funding that we deserve from banks any goddamn way. Y'all taking this money and you slowing business down for people that could use it. Me. Let me let me let me just say this. All that crypto talk, yeah, that makes sense to you. It's some people that ain't never been out been out of Philly, okay? So what made sense to them was going to Miami. What made sense to them was Balenciagas. And and I ain't mad at them. Mr. Hey. you're gonna be all right regardless. I better be. I better be. It's rough <laughs> out here. I'm tired. I, I mean, I'm doing a lot by myself. I don't want to do... As, as we interview from her center city uh, penthouse. <laughs> no, shut up. This is not a penthouse. This is not a penthouse. Yes. Matter of fact, would I ever live in a penthouse? No. No. I, I don't, I, that's not my style. I can definitely see you in a penthouse, but I can see you hating your neighbors. I can see you... <laughs> I can see I can see you getting into it in the lobby every day. <laughs> oh, this is also a fact. This is why I'm like, I love this little teeny building. I love this little teeny I'm the only one on this floor. I'm the only one with a rooftop access. I'm the boss only, top. She bought the I'm floor the out. Only one. But I'm just saying, like, I think there's like three more people above me, two uh-huh. or three more families, I think. Don't never see them. So never see them. It's fine. This this building is not that big. Like this is right within my wheelhouse. I'm on the first floor. I only gotta go up one flight of stairs. I'm good. There's no need for an elevator. I'm not, you know, overwhelmed by nothing. I don't I really don't think a penthouse will be for me. I don't want to get on an elevator. I don't want to run into nobody. Life is listen, life life the way life treating you, you're gonna mess around have a private elevator, take you straight to the top. All right, so listen, Actually, when the PPP, that's good. When, when the PPP loan hit. Because we were talking about what you see yourself doing in the future. So when the loan hit, what you going to do? Tesla's? Oh, 
no, yeah. I'm going to get another building and okay. get my own manufacturing company going. I really want to manufacture not just my stuff, but other small businesses in the city. Um, a lot of um, businesses that are home-based that make products, it's hard for them to do it out in their homes. And it's overwhelming, especially when they're trying to scale and grow. So I would really love to make a manufacturing company where I manufacture my products and other people's products um, in and around my city. I've been trying to find a manufacturer uh, around on this coast, just on this coast alone. And it's incredibly difficult to find yeah. a cosmetics company. All the ones that were really prevalent in Jersey have shut down due to COVID. Damn. Um, there aren't any accessible on this coast anymore. I'd have to go to LA and I really, I don't want to be by coastal. I'm, I don't, I don't want to. Um, so I would like to start my own manufacturing company. That sounds good. That sounds good. So listen, Joe, I appreciate you pop, popping on with me before Amen. I let you go. Um, where, where can they find you? Like if, if somebody want to pop out and, and take you, um, tutoring, do a personal class with you, where, where can they find you at? I'm on uh, social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Joelle Phillips is my handle. And my company, uh, my cosmetics company is Oh My Glow. It's O-M-G-L-O Cosmetics. And I'm also on um, Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. Listen, shout out to the people that did the um, did the logo and did the name. That's fire. Thank That's you. fire. This ain't Rocket Science People episode 77. Again, Joel, I really appreciate you for pulling up with the boy. We definitely going to do it again once we can do it in person, all right? All right. Tired of being hot, being hot, being hot, being hot.